Cole, do you know what week it is this week? It's it's week ten. No, no, it's Alabama Hate Week. Oh yeah, thanks for reminding me. You're welcome. I mean, every week is Alabama Hate Week for me. But so more specifically, more specifically this week. Yes, it is a big time rivalry game for you this week. It is, uh, and we're going to stop them, brother. We're winning by ninety. We're not putting we're not putting ninety on them, brother. I may have to pay for your therapy session. That's this week. fine. I we're stomping them. You're, LSU's ranked. You're in denial. top ten. That's it's only because I can get a top ten matchup. It's only so ESPN. Where's West Virginia ranked? I don't want to. We don't deserve to be ranked. We are three and five. Okay. We just beat Ole Miss. We're on the top of the world right now. And still, I, yeah. Uh, we're top ten. We're the tenth best team in the nation. I don't want to hear it. It's only so they can get TV ratings. I don't want to hear it. It's like they wouldn't get TV ratings before. I know. It's an LSU-Alabama game. I know. But also, who controls the playoff? What what TV network owns the playoffs right now? ESPN. Yeah. What game is LSU-Alabama on? ESPN. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Come again? Yeah. C- c- come again? Yeah. Yep, yep. Well, on this very salty episode of the Panther Pod, I am Owen Spelling. Uh I'm Cole Connor. And this, like I said before, is a very salty episode of the Panther Pod. All right, kicking things off. Um, Owen, I'm looking at this game, and I realize why we picked it. But also, I did not realize that we're going back to North Carolina for, like, the fourth time this season. We are not going back to North Carolina. App State and Coastal Carolina. We are, we, we are going to South Carolina. My we're not – no, no, no. I'm oh, talking oh, about, oh, like, oh, Carolinas oh, oh. in general. My uh, bad. Okay. Well, I'm sorry. I just messed that one up for you. Yeah. <laughs> I apologize. You're, you're fine. <laughs> you killed the joke, but Wait. it's all right. Yeah. App State, Coastal Carolina. App State's 5-3. and three. Coastal Carolina's 7-1. and one. Um. <sighs> App State lost a lot of their momentum that they had earlier on in the season. Um, but still, 5-3, and three, very respectable record. Uh, App State's favorite in this game. The spread is 3, and the over-under is 64. These are both two very high-powered offenses. Um, total yards, each team is averaging roughly 450 points. Or 450 points, God. 450 yards per game. Got to bump those numbers off rookies. Rookie numbers, yeah, come on, no, come. those are terrible. Never gonna beat an SEC team that way. Wait, uh, wait a minute, <laughs> dude. Come on. Wait a minute. Uh, points per game, both scoring uh, past the thirty mark, and you know it. Again, two very high-powered offenses, followed by a good App State defense and a terrible Coastal Carolina secondary. Yeah. Yeah, Coastal Carolina is giving up over 270 yards through the air and over 100 and around 140 yards on the ground. Meanwhile, App State is only giving up 179 yards through the air and 130 on the ground. So in total, Coastal Carolina on average is giving up 413 yards a game versus App State, who's giving up only 309 yards a game. However, Yards don't – I mean, yards matter, but they don't in a sense. The only thing that matters is that final score at the end yeah. of the game. And if you're looking at it that way, App State has this game won. They're putting up 36 points. They're allowing 24. Coast Carolina, 31 and 27. Chase Bryce, 
1,921 yards, knocking on the door 200, probably going to get it this week. Or 2,000, excuse me. Uh, Post up 22 touchdowns, four interceptions. Now, on the other hand, Grayson McCall, 2,061 yards passing, 19 touchdowns, one interception. So it's going to be a duel of very good quarterbacks and high-powered offenses this week. Uh, something that I'm looking at is George is uh, Coach Carolina did not play a well uh, did not play well against ODU this year. Forty nine to twenty one got absolutely stomped by uh, ODU, and then pl- had to play a close game against Marshall, who's not doing as hot this year. App State lost tech uh, lost Texas te- Texas, Texas State. State in a close game, thirty six twenty four. And then they lost to JMU in a, just an absolute stunner of a game. And those are the, and those are the only two uh, Sun Belt losses they have. They and, blew- oh, and their other loss, UNC, 63-61, week one. That's right. That's right, which yeah. was also a very, very close close game right there. Almost could have won that one. Um, and then they, they win. Uh, they beat up on Georgia State. Like, absolutely yeah. curb-stomped Georgia State, 42-17. to uh, RMU, I – Gosh, I can't remember the name of the school that they played. Like RMU is the initials, but I cannot Robert think of that. Morse. Robert Morse, which is an FCS opponent. They also <laughs> played the Citadel, which was an FCS opponent as well. Uh, beat the Citadel forty nine nothing, and they beat Robert Morris forty two three. So, and this is the same App State team that beat at the time number six ranked. Uh, Texas A&M. Yeah, right? which yeah. they're terrible right now. They're not doing so hot. Yeah, they were six ranked. <laughs> they were six ranked, um, but still, uh, I mean. App State is favored in this game. It is a home game for the Chanticleers. Um, is it Chanticleers or Chanticleers? Chanticleers. Chanticleers. Okay. Uh, look, I think Coastal Carolina is the is the better team. I think they're they're they maybe are much better coach. Jamie Chadwell certainly has. Uh, he, he has the experience. He has the experience. He's also uh, very uh, very uh, several Power Five schools are looking at him when it comes to job openings. I think this being a home game, this is also some sort of uh, somewhat of a rivalry game between these two schools. Um, I've got Coastal Carolina winning this one. Uh, absolutely not. I'm taking App State. Gross. Absolutely gross. <sighs> Look, Chase Bryce is on a roll. App State is on a roll. They've basically blanked the past two opponents that they've played, which granted the talent level's not there compared to Coastal Carolina. But, like, you look at that, and then you look at Marshall and ODU. Coastal Carolina relies a lot on their defense for a team that's that high-powered. Look, I'm not saying App State's not a good team. I'm saying Coastal Carolina is the better team. And Coastal Carolina will also make a, is also going to go to the Sun Belt Championship this yeah, year. Yeah, no matter what. Um, I mean, not unless unless they lose out or they lose to App State, I would say they'd still have a hard time getting there as well. Um, but uh, they're four and one conference right now. App State's two and two, and after this weekend, they'll be two and three in conference and five and four overall. Agree to disagree. Um, I I just think I think overall, Coastal Carolina has. Um, I think Coastal Carolina's just a better team in this one. Okay, fair enough. App State's gonna win, but that's all right. You know what? It's not the only game we're gonna disagree on, but. That's all right. We're not going to be like last week where we agreed on literally every single game. Except one. Except yeah. one, yes. Uh, moving on, Liberty and Arkansas. 
It's pronounced Arkansas. Uh, Hugh Freeze, please on. come to West Virginia. <laughs> Liberty takes on Arkansas uh, in Arkansas, if I'm not mistaken. Yep, yep. Oh. In, in Razorback Stadium. It's tickets, in Fayetteville. T- tickets are as low as $21. ESPN currently has Arkansas pegged as a 75% chance to win this game. The line is 13 and a half in favor of Arkansas, and the over-under is 64. Can, can I say that? Even though they're an arch rival in the SEC, what Woo Pig Suey? Oh Lord, have mercy! No, Woo Pig Suey. There, look. Here's the thing. I think Liberty is the better team. the The better they're more well rounded than Arkansas is. Mm-hmm. Um, Arkansas, obviously, they've had a rough season. But again, if your name's not Alabama, Georgia, Tennessee this year, LSU. <laughs> You're going to struggle in the SEC. Arkansas also could be on their way to another nine and three season, like they were last year. Like by 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 this standard, like Arkansas, uh, had, uh, they not, very not they, nine and three. They they not nine and three. They they very well could be they eight ver- and four. Eight and four. They could be seven and five. Uh, because I'm going to go with the Flames in this one. Ooh, I'm going with the Flames in this Ooh. one because Liberty. Here's the thing, they stomped BYU, and BYU was supposed to stomp them. Uh, Liberty also, granted, they did have a close game against Gardner-Webb, which you're going to have those. They stomped UMass, as they should. They beat up on uh, ODU pretty good. Uh, They beat uh, Akron Akron pretty good. Their only loss was to Wake Forest, and they had to go into overtime to settle that one. And even then, they only beat uh, Wake Forest only beat Liberty by one. This is supposed to be a rebuilding year for Hugh Freeze and the Flames. And after going through, I don't know, three or four quarterbacks because Charlie Brewer gets hurt, their second string gets hurt, and I think they're back. I think uh, Justin Bennett, I think is his name. Uh, Jonathan Bennett, my bad. Uh, Jonathan Bennett is now back in the uh, captain's seat. He, he is nine. He's thrown for nine hundred and thirty-nine yards, eight touchdowns, seven interceptions. Mm, that's terrible. That is terrible. However, Liberty has played well against all against teams that are better than them. They are better. Th- th- some teams that are better than them. However, I think they're coached well, and Hugh Freeze has is knows his way around the SEC West. Remember, he is only one of three different coaches who has beat Nick Saban coach teams back to back. Those other, th- those other two being Les Miles and I'm blanking on the other one. He was a Mississippi. I want to say he was a Mississippi State or an Auburn coach. Uh, Malzahn. No, it is not Malzahn. No, because Malzahn beat him in back to back years. Oh, that. Ooh, that could be. Yeah, I'm. I'm fairly certain it's Gus Malzahn. Or at least Gus Malzahn needs to be added to that list. Gus Malzahn should be added to that list. Uh, also, Hugh Freeze is thirty-three and twelve, as well. So I'm just saying. I'm this just is saying. this is you politicking. This is, this is you politicking to try and get Hugh Freeze to come to West I, Virginia. I don't care if he just signed a. Uh, if he signed a. Um, ah, yes. Here we go. Okay. Hugh Freeze has won twice in back-to-back seasons against. Nick Saban coach teams. The other 10 being Gene Chizik, Tommy Tuberville, Urban Meyer, Kirby Smart, Mark Reicht, Ed Ogeron, Go Tigers. Sylvester Croom, 
Steve Steve Spurrier. That was the only okay. one I'm thinking. Yep. Steve Spurrier, Jimbo Fisher, Kevin Sumlin, and then um, as we just said too, Les Miles. Gus Miles on. I thought he beat. I don't think he did. I this is back to back. They're counting back to back. So Gus Miles on very well could have beaten. I think he has beaten Nick Saban coach multiple teams times. multiple times, yeah. but they have never been back to back. Okay, so this is just talking. I must be thinking about like 2017 and 2019. Yeah, I think that's what. Yeah, yeah. but it was not back to back seasons okay. that he beat them. Either way, but either way, that's a very small list that you are on, and Hugh Freeze is on that list. So that's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. West Virginia has to go and play uh, Alabama in 2026 and 2027. So, uh, Wu Pig Suey, go Razorbacks. I, I I've got to go with the Flames. Even though I know Jonathan Bennett is not playing his best right now, it is quite evident, and KJ Jefferson is just lighting it up. I've got I've got to go with the Flames here. I I think. Look, I love Sam Pittman. I think Sam mm-hmm. Pittman's also a great coach, and this very well could be a game where Liberty is just outmatched talent wise. Mm-hmm. But and I think that's exactly what's going to happen because, as you <laughs> said, KJ Jefferson is on a roll right now. He's 1,006, let's just call it like it is, 1,700 yards passing, 15 touchdowns, one interception. And, and he has Raheem Sanders, 156 attempts, 1,041 yards, seven touchdowns. But This also, is an Arkansas team that likes to pass the ball, and you already have a 1,000-yard rusher. But you also have Day-Day Hunter, who's not too far behind, 821 yards, uh, 120 carries and eight touchdowns. He's, I mean, he's, yeah, he's, he's on not, pace. Yeah. He's on pace to be a thousand yard rusher. And then for Liberty, you have uh, Demarion Douglas, who has 42 receptions, 16, 615 yards, and five touchdowns as well, which is more than, than Matt Landers. Than yeah, Matt Landers. 29 receptions, 475, three touchdowns. Yes. Exactly. Liberty is also giving up less points a game than Arkansas. Arkansas is giving up 32 points a game compared to Liberty who's giving up over 20 who's giving up just 21 and a half. I hear you. I understand what you are saying, but woo pig suey. Go Flames. Whatever. All right. Freeze, please come to West Virginia. Oklahoma State, Kansas. Number 18 Oklahoma State, 6 and 2 versus Kansas, 5 and 3. Kansas coming off a bye week. Kansas coming off a bye week. Everyone's back uh, healthy. Uh, Jalen Daniels is not, I don't think. I think he's, uh, he's out for it, the season. No, he is not out for the season. Oh, really? He tweeted that when somebody somebody put out that Jalen Daniels is out for the season. He goes, wow, news to me. Never heard that before. Mm. Um, Jalen Daniels is not out for the season. I do believe. He's listed as questionable. He is listed as questionable, but he's also, uh, it says season leaders over here. But I believe if, if, I think this is a game that Jalen Daniels can come back. I think they're they're kind of counting on him to be back, but it's questionable. Um, Gee, wonder why. Yeah. I mean, I'm not Spencer saying Sanders, Kansas. I think, is also out for this game possibly as well. He uh, is also questionable for this game. Ooh, that's not good. Mm-hmm. Not. <laughs> Look, Kansas, when Jalen Daniels was with Kansas, they were a fantastic team. Yes. And he put the team on his back. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, they won games without Jalen Daniels. This is a team who relies on Spencer Sanders. Yes. Um, and you, you could make the same argument for Kansas that they rely on Jalen Daniels, but I just think that they're a much better team with him on the field because I, he's that talented. They are they are a much better team. But if, if you look, too, 
he goes out in the in the uh, TCU game and they lose that game. Yeah. They then lose the Oklahoma game and then they lose the Baylor game. So they lost three in a row without uh, Jalen Daniels. So, and then obviously Spencer Sanders goes out what first series against uh, K State? No, he goes out uh, in, end of the end of the fourth quarter. Oh, into the fourth quarter. In into the fourth quarter gotcha. that okay. uh, that. Uh, against that game in o- in Kansas State, mine right now, uh, the spread is in favor of Oklahoma minus two, Oklahoma State spread is in favor of mm. Oklahoma minus two, sixty four and a half is the over under. Um, ESPN has got to be banking on Jalen Daniels coming back, and Vegas has to be banking on that too. ESPN currently gives uh, Oklahoma State a fifty four percent chance to win this game. I think this is the closest game that we well besides Tennessee Georgia. Yeah. Um, I think this is going to be the closest game that we are looking at. Uh, I think, yeah, maybe, I think one of maybe Wake or uh, JMU and Louisville or something Wake like Forest that. Yeah. State, yep. But e- either way, um, man, if Jalen Daniels was for sure back, I would go Kansas without question. Um, but since he is questionable, I'm going Oak State. I'm going to go Kansas because dude, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go Kansas. Whether Jalen Daniels is back or not. Kansas has a better backup in Jason Bean than they do for Oklahoma State, and the name escapes me for Oklahoma State's uh, backup quarterback here. Gunnar Gundy. Gunnar Gundy, who is a true freshman. A true freshman. And is he the number one backup? He is the number one backup. Oh, Lord of mercy. Yeah. So if Spencer Sanders is out for this game, I, I'm going to already bank on Kansas regardless because I think they have the better quarterback starting overall, but also I think they have the better backup. So either way, Kansas is going to win this game, um, and they're going to they're going to look like a different team when Jalen Daniels is. Oh yeah, for sure in that backfield. Um, I'm I'm going Oak State just because Jalen Daniels is questionable. And here and here's my and thing. And they literally have not won a game without him. That is very true. I think this is the game, though, if Jalen Daniels is out and Spencer Sanders is out, then then this is a game that this Kansas is the can. Trend, yeah. And they've come, they're coming off a of bye week. It's been two weeks since they played. Um, I just think Kansas overall, I think their, their issue is Jason Bean turns the ball over too much. He throws too many picks. He just turns it over, and, and like they just don't they they look dysfunctional, and they look like the same old Kansas when he's not in there. However, that's something to build around as well. Um, but yeah, no, I, I I'm going with Kansas. And here's the thing too: Jalen Daniels only has one interception on the year. Spencer Sanders has five. Yeah, but Jalen has also been out the past three games, and honestly, that's probably the toughest games they've played. Yeah, Bay- Baylor, Oklahoma, and TCU. Now, Oklahoma was eh. – Obviously, yeah. TCU and Baylor, yes. Yeah. But and looking at the rest of their schedule, I mean, Oklahoma State, that's their – well, they play K-State at the end of the year. K-State's going to be their next toughest game, I would yeah. I would venture to say. right As of right now, their next toughest game is Oklahoma State. But past that, it, it is Kansas State. It's yeah, going to be their the next the toughest game. So Who, who would have thought? Who would have thought? Yeah. And, and very much so, like, Kansas is not – out of the running of the Big 12 championship, but they also are, in a sense. They do have three conference losses. But, I mean, if Kansas State loses three conference losses, then – or if Kansas State, Kansas State loses three more games, those are all in-conference games. Yeah. Then, we're getting down to the thick of the schedule. Yeah, you're getting – yeah, yeah. So, and TCU, I mean, they're not going to fall off a wagon. No. Oddly enough. <laughs> <laughs> but – again. 
Who would have thought? Who would have thought? Certainly um, not me, because <laughs> I pegged TCU and Texas Tech to be at the bottom of the Big 12 this year with Kansas, not Iowa State and West Virginia. You've got to love it. <sighs> Do they um, hit the over or the under? Uh, I honestly didn't even see it. What is 64, it 64 and a half. I just feel there's – like I know this is a tangent and we're rushing for time a little bit because we have seven games. Mm-hmm. But, like, I just feel like there's so many over-unders that just set their score at 64. I think so, Like, too. look at App State. But, I mean, at 64, you only have to score 30 points to get to that, you know? Yeah. 32 points, and then you're at that 64. Um, I'm going to go over. I think I'm going to go over as well. Yeah. I think these are both two high-powered offenses, especially if it's Spencer Sanders and Jalen Daniels. If Absolutely. It's Gundy and who is? Jason Bean. Jason Bean. Mr. Bean. Me. Mr. Bean. Yeah, that's right. I remember now. Um, no, if it's Gunnar Gundy and Jason Bean, then maybe under. But if it's Jalen Daniels and Spencer Sanders, absolutely over. Yeah. Uh, moving on, JMU Louisville. Mm-hmm. Five and two JMU versus five and three Louisville. I have my doubts picking this game because Louisville's favored seventy-eight point nine to twenty-one point one. The spread is seven and a half in their uh, in their favor, and the over under is fifty two and a half. But looking at JMU and the role they have been on this season, obviously not in their last two. They lost to Marshall and they lost to Georgia Southern. Yeah, Georgia yeah. Southern. But they had a bye week this week. They had a bye week this week. They're coming back. Looking at JMU, easily the best team in the Sun Belt East, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, I would say the biggest shocker, because you also have Coastal Carolina, who's 7-1 and one right now. Yeah. But they, there's still plenty of time left. And if JMU wins this game and Coastal Carolina loses to App State, they have the same record. JMU can't go to championship, though. I get it. I do, but they can still claim, or they can do the UCF and yeah, claim. Yeah, they still one. claim it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's fair. Um, um, JMU's offense a little bit more high powered, thirty eight point seven to Louisville's twenty nine point eight, and then points allowed per game they're practically the same, right at twenty point five. Uh, JMU's twenty point nine, Louisville's twenty point six. That game at that point you're playing a game of decimals, pretty much. Uh, total yards. 480.7 versus 418.1. Uh, both teams love to throw the ball. Yards allowed, entirely different story. JMU, 294 yards per game. Louisville, 362. Mm. Which you see where you were saying earlier that yards don't matter. Mm-hmm. Louisville is giving up so many yards and only allowing 20.6 points. Yeah. The exact same as JMU. Yeah. JMU, their 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 issue though is out of that two ninety four of those yards that they're giving up, two thirty eight of that is through the air. Ground game, they've got it covered, only allowing fifty five yards on the ground. Um, and, and Louisville's also got some issues behind the scenes with Scott Satterfield. He is yeah. relatively on the hot seat. I think he's kind of cooled that off because he is la- he's won the last uh, four out of his, out of five. Uh, bad loss to Boston College. Yeah, rough. 
uh, 34, 33 in that one. But you cream USF like you should, 41-3. You beat, you beat up on UVA pretty good, 34-17. You beat up on Pitt, praise the Lord, 24-10. Uh, and then, you, surprisingly, <laughs> beat up on Wake Forest. Curb stomp Wake Forest. Curb stomp Wake Forest, 48-21. So, Scott Satterfield is kind of like – he like cooled the heels of the hot seat there yeah. uh, in Louisville. However, it's – I mean – this is a game. This is I think this is a game they drop, and I think JMU in, ends up winning this game. This is one of their. This is their first, I believe, first Power Five opponent that they pl- they play uh, in their first years in FBS. Mm. Um, I I say the Dukes. I say the Dukes get the dub. Uh, I'm going Louisville. We cannot agree on anything tonight. Yeah, um, yeah I'm going Louisville just because. Um, I was freaking out. I thought it was uh, Mario Cunningham. It is Malik Cunningham for Louisville. Mm-hmm. Um, 1,254 yards passing, five touchdowns, four interceptions. Eh, not b- rough. Uh, but uh, then uh, you uh, look at the rushing yards, 89 carries, 541 yards, 11 touchdowns on the ground. But you look at Todd Centillo, yeah. 121 for 189. 1,780 yards, 17 touchdowns, and four interceptions, which is not half bad for a team who just moved up to FBS this year. Um, and then you also have – oh, my gosh, I'm going to have to – Percy um, – Agaye? Agaye obese, I'm going to say. 92 carries, 556 yards, four touchdowns. Um, and then Thornton, uh, Chris Thornton – for JMU as well. He's got 41 receptions, 689 yards, five touchdowns. Whereas the top receiver for Louisville doesn't even have a touchdown. 40 receptions. Tyler Hudson is 40 receptions, 561 yards, zero touchdowns. Yeah, but, I mean, you know Louisville and their history of athletic quarterbacks. They don't – Because Lamar Jackson, perfect yeah. example right yeah. there. Um, you know, obviously, I, I, I'm still going Louisville because I think this is a wake-up call for JMU, unfortunately. Um, go Dukes! I'm not cheering against you by all means, but I think Louisville's going to win this game. I, I got JMU winning this game, even though JMU's favored by seven and a half. JMU's winning this game. Um, they're going to uh, nah. Yeah, no, I think they cover. I think they cover by a touchdown. Um, but their defense is solid, and Louisville is not that. I mean, if if you're going to rely on the rush, if you're Louisville. JMU's given up only 55 yards on average rushing the ball. That does not bode well for you if you can't pass the ball, especially with a especially with a quarterback who's thrown four interceptions and only five touchdowns. Yeah, it's not going to bode. It's, it doesn't really bode well. It's in favor of. I mean, if you're if you're JMU, this is almost a perfect matchup for you against a power five. Yeah. Because your secondary is kind of beat up, they're not going to throw the ball. They're going to rely on and now. Scott Satterfield very well could look at that and be like, hey, you know, let's try to throw the ball a little bit more since his JMU secondary can't seem to handle the uh, the pass. But on the other side, Louisville, you're giving up 362 yards of offense. You know, I mean, 229 of that is through the air. Sure, Todd Santillo is going to throw – going um, Todd Santillo is going to light it up. He's going to light it up. And then you're giving up 132 yards on the ground, almost 133. Um, a guy obese is going to also tear it up on the ground as well. Yeah. So – I think this is JMU's game to lose. I think it's a good matchup for JMU, as you said. Good measuring stick. I yeah, think. for sure. 
is a good offering um, stick. But I think the talent is there for Louisville, and I don't think it's – and that's not a knock on Todd Santillo. That's not a knock on any of the players that play for JMU. But I think this is a wake-up call from that gap. We'll see. A little bit. And we'll see. We'll see. Um, I just want to let you know, so far on our picks, I have only picked one Power 5 opponent this week. Dude. That's going to change in the next <laughs> – it's gonna change. It's gonna change very soon here because now we have three only Straight. power frames. Yeah, but I, I, I and do you want? You're know going upset this? city. Yeah, you want you you want to know who uh, who the power five opponent is? It's Kansas. Yeah, that's <laughs> the only power five opponent Brother. I have winning this week, so far. Brother, and week. that was that was to be fair. That was in a game of you've literally picked all group of five. Group of five. Now, granted. Only one of those games we could only pick a group of five yeah. because it was App State, App State and Coastal Carolina. Yeah. But even with Liberty, Arkansas, I picked Liberty, and for this one, I'm picking JMU as well. So fair enough. Hey, upset city, man. Um, moving on uh, again, going back to the Carolinas. Um, number twenty-one Wake Forest, six and two, two and two in conference, takes on twenty-two NC State Wolfpack. Uh, Wolfpack is back. Um, Six and two, two and two in conference as well. This is a quarterback showcase. Um, I say I say that it's a quarterback showcase, but it's going to be an exhibition for Sam Hartman. Um, one hundred and forty-four yards, two or one hundred forty-four. Excuse me, one forty-four for two twenty-eight, two thousand twenty-six yards, twenty-two touchdowns, six interceptions. Devin Leary not going to play in this game. Not playing? He's out for the year. Dude. Yeah. It's Jack Cham- it is Jack Chambers' game. It is his football team. He's currently two, uh, 239 for a touchdown. And he led NC State all the way back from a 21-3 to deficit to beat Virginia Tech Thursday night last week, 22-21. Yeah, no. Sam Hartman is for sure going. Yeah, no. It, I was also. Yeah, I, yeah no. no. Wake no. Forest. Wake, Wake Forest is winning this game. Because they have because because NC State does not have does not have Sam Hartman and in a year that they were really supposed to shine and possibly go to the ACC championship they're not going to do it this year yeah and Wake Forest is also uh, I think Wake that Forest sucks for Devin Leary though yeah he's out for the season yeah yep yep yep, yep. man so yeah Sam Hartman two twenty uh, two thousand twenty six yards twenty two touchdowns six interceptions yep. Yeah. Uh, NC State and they're in, in in general too. NC State is just not going to put up enough points to beat Wake Forest. If you're just looking at the stats, NC State is putting up 27 points in uh, uh, put up 27 points in a game. Wake Forest is allowing that exact amount, 27. NC State's giving up 17 points per game. However, Wake Forest is putting up 38 uh, 39 points a game. Yeah. No, Wake Wake Forest is and that's not Wake Forest is coming off of a somewhat surprising upset victory um for Louisville. I Again, mean Louisville no loss. That's sorry. That's what I was trying to say. Um a somewhat surprising upset against Louisville. Uh they lost forty eight to twenty one. They were on the wrong side of it. But looking at who they played, um they took Clemson into double overtime. Um they beat Florida thirty-one or Florida State thirty-one twenty-one. Stomped Army as they should. You wouldn't should. know anything about that, would you? <laughs> <laughs> With much love, I'm picking Wake Forest anyway. <laughs> I am also picking Wake Forest in this game. Wake Forest is favored by four 
Over under, over under is 54. You wouldn't know anything about being favored in a game, would you now? Oh, ouch. Dang. I was favored against Virginia Tech. I was favored against Towson. Wow. I was also favored against uh, Kansas. Uh, how'd that work out for you? <laughs> um, moving on. Speaking of Big 12. <laughs> Um, Baylor, Oklahoma. You just had to sneak one in. You just had to sneak one in. I had to sneak two in, brother. Oh yeah, Oklahoma Oak State. State. Yeah. Aha. Yep. Uh-huh. Uh, Baylor's five and three, three and two in conference. Oklahoma five and three, two and three in conference. Uh, Blake Shapen, one hundred forty-seven. Our uh, one hundred forty-seven completions, two hundred eighteen attempts, one thousand eight hundred nineteen yards, thirteen touchdowns, five interceptions. On the other side. Dylan Gabriel, 1,766 yards passing, 14 touchdowns, one interception. He was also out for the Texas for a couple of games there. Yeah, that's insane. Um, Still not in yardage, but touchdowns, interceptions, everything like that. I want to be real honest with you. I did not expect Oklahoma to sniff bowl eligibility this year. I I, I didn't either. I know it's Oklahoma. But when you have half your program depart and then your head coach also up and leave in the middle of the night. And then you go three and three there for yeah, a little bit. Yeah, to open. Yeah, yeah, to open up. And then get blanked by Texas. <laughs> Brother. Yeah, brutal. Absolutely brutal. Um, I still think it's Baylor's game to lose. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Baylor Baylor has the better quarterback in Blake shape, and we saw that. Baylor has um, – Baylor, I think, has the better offense. Now, that's not to say Oklahoma offense isn't good. With Dalen Gabriel back there at the helm, they are much improved and much better. However, both it's it, it's really almost like first to fifty can win this game because oh, this is both school de- Big Twelve. Yes, because both defenses suck. Yeah, they both the secondaries suck. Yeah, okay. Baylor's given up 223 yards to the air. Oklahoma's given up 248 yards to the air. At and least Baylor has somewhat of a run defense. It's somewhat of a run defense. Baylor is av- is giving up a little over th- – uh, Baylor's giving up 337 yards of offense. <laughs> Brother. Oklahoma is giving up 400 – and like 100 more yards is giving up 100 more yards on defense. Dude. Oh there, my God! Oklahoma, we Brent Venables was supposed to have that defense click in there in Oklahoma. Nope, it is the same old defense for Oklahoma. Baylor, if Blake Shapen is going to launch it. Is going to tear that secondary up all day long, and Baylor is just going to ha- is going to be able to put up a stop there for a little bit. Yeah, and um, yeah, I mean, th- and then also if Blake Shapen for whatever reason can't tear up the secondary. You they have Richard true, Reese. Yeah, they got the they got the true freshman back there who almost won the game for them as well against West Virginia, who looked uh, halfway decent, pretty solid for a true freshman backup quarterback. 152 carries, 791 yards, 12 touchdowns. Oh, you're talking about the running back. My bad. I was yeah. talking about the backup quarterback. Uh, Horn, I think, is his name. Oh, my bad. Uh, no, you're fine. But, yeah, no, even with the running game, even with the running gum, running gum, uh, like you said, 12 touchdowns. Not even a thousand yards. This no. man has not even eclipsed a thousand yards. Now Eric Gray's not a slouch. One hundred and seventeen attempts, seven hundred ninety-six yards, six less touchdowns. Again, it's it, it, at that like 
offensive line for Baylor is also something like they, they they are a stout offensive line this mm-hmm. year. However, their defensive line they need like they're going to have to work with that a little bit. I don't know how much it's improved since the West Virginia game. However, they and this is not not that was something I was very worried about when they played West Virginia was how are they how are they going to handle how's West Virginia's O line going to handle that like just stout defensive front for Baylor. I'm assuming Dave Rand is going to have them looking great. You know, my boy, your boy. Um, they just come off beating Iowa State this week, so I'm going Baylor. I'm also going Baylor. I'm also going Baylor. Look at us agreeing for once. Um, and the biggest then. game, the arguably the biggest game of this weekend. We're talking SEC championship implications, national playoff implications. Somebody has to lose. It's not even somebody has to win. Somebody has to lose in this game. Also, real quick, Oklahoma's favored by three and a half in that last game. Really? Oklahoma's favored by three and a half. However, uh, ESPN had Baylor predicted to win. I think it's like a 54% chance of winning that game. As I well. don't think it's going to be a blowout, but I do think they cover the spread. I think they cover half. the spread. I think it's a touchdown that they yeah. – at, at least they cover, they beat. Anyways. Anyway, to- back to my introduction of probably the best game of the year. Um, Tennessee, Georgia. Owen, are you looking at the screen right now? Yeah, I'm looking at the screen right now. Do you see ESPN? I do see ESPN. Number three Georgia is favored to win against number one Tennessee, 74.5% to 25.5%. That is ridiculous. That's utterly ridiculous. Um, Tickets as low as $431. Weren't they like $21 a little bit earlier? Um. This, the over-under is 66. The spread is 8. Here's why I think Tennessee is winning this game. Amen. Praise the Lord. Yeah. Georgia, their defense is out of this world. Let's be real. Absolutely. They're allowing 10 points per game. But look at who they played, though. Yeah. They're playing... Pretty much the best offense. If, if like, one of the best, if not the best, Power 5 offense in the nation this week. Certainly one of the fastest. Yes. Um, they, Tennessee is on a roll unlike anything else. Well, unlike, you know, most teams in 2022. Now, if you turn the clock back uh, three wanna, years. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. No, hear me out. Georgia has played their last five games, Kent State, Missouri, Auburn, Vanderbilt, Florida. I would not expect them to give up anything less than 20 points, but they did. They were in a shootout with Kent State, a shootout with Missouri, uh, stomped Auburn, stopped Vanderbilt, and then stomped Florida. It's like, obviously, they're not going to – like, obviously, their defense is going to shine. They have not met the likes of Tennessee this year. No. And they – I. I mean, yeah, Tennessee's winning this game. I, I, I think Georgia's certainly going to give up a fight. I don't think Tennessee is going to stomp Georgia by any means. Whoever wins this game essentially is the winner of the SEC East. Oh, for unless sure. something terrible happens. Yeah, yeah, but I don't. I mean, I don't see that. Not to either one of these teams. Not to either one of these teams. Um, obviously, you know, Hendon Hooker. 
freak of nature. Yes. Um, one fifty six for two nineteen, two thousand three hundred thirty eight yards, twenty one touchdowns, one interception. Yep. Stetson Bennett, good. Okay. He's a good quarterback. Average. Mid. Uh, 181 for 267, 2,349 yards, more yards, not nearly as efficient in the red zone. No. And a lot of that is because they like to run the ball in the red zone. Yep. Nine touchdowns, three interceptions. Um, speaking of running the ball in the, in the red zone, Dejan Edwards, 71 carries, 440 yards, seven touchdowns. That does not... <sighs> Georgia screams old school, like workhorse mentality football. Absolutely. And what I would love to see is a rematch between Georgia and Michigan this year. Mm-hmm. Do I think that's going to happen? No. I don't think either. I think one of those teams is going to make it to the CFP. I don't think both of them are. No. I don't think either of them are either. You know why? Because Georgia has to play Tennessee. Yeah. And Michigan, Michigan has, has to play, has play Ohio, Ohio State. State. Dude, Tennessee, Ohio State. That'd be a wild, what a wild game. CJ Stroud and the Hooker. Dude, dude. Um, yeah, no, I absolutely love this. I love this matchup. I love I that think, Tennessee's back, man. I yeah. love that Tennessee, Tennessee. I'm here for it. Tennessee this year is what everybody thought Texas would be. Yes. Uh, it's it's the wrong T. No, it's the right UT that's back. Okay. It's, no, I'm, I'm agreeing. Oh, it's, by the way, by the way. Horns down. down. Yeah. Um, it's in Athens. It is in Athens. Which is the one thing that is saving Georgia from getting – if it was in Neyland, Tennessee hands down. I But here's the thing. I don't think that the atmosphere in Sanford Stadium in Athens is going to be nearly as wild as Neyland Stadium. Here's the thing. Here, Neyland has been down for so long. Georgia's been up. Georgia's used to it. Georgia's used to it. To them, this is another big game. However, I don't think the crowd affects Tennessee as much as they do, as much as you would think so. But also, Tennessee's got experience in playing ranked opponents. Yeah. Number twenty, Flor- number twenty, Florida, they win. Number twenty-five, LSU, they stomp. Number three, Alabama, at the time, they win by a field goal. Then they play UT Martin. Uh, and stop them, no trouble. Then they go on and beat, absolutely obliterate number nineteen Kentucky. I'm the t- only game that Tennessee has struggled in, are the only two games they've struggled in all season. Pitt took them to overtime. Yep. Florida thirty eight to thirty three. Bama, honestly. They struggled at the end, but it wasn't a struggle. Alabama refused to lose. That 52-49 score was very – at one point it was 21-7 in that game. Yeah. But this is the first-ranked opponent besides Oregon, which who Georgia just absolutely obliterated. Uh, yeah. Crushed them. It crushed them in the first game. This is the first-ranked opponent that Georgia is uh, yeah. facing this year, and I don't, think that, I don't think they come out on top. Yeah, no, I um, think – I think Georgia is a good program this year. But for sure. I'm going Tennessee. Hands I think down. I think we're They're number 1 in the country for a reason. I think losing all those defensive guys to the draft for Georgia shows up this week. Uh I think that's where you see a little bit of a hurting 
in, in this week um, for Georgia's defense, and I think Tennessee wraps this game up. I would love for them to meet somebody else in the SEC championship game. You already know it's going to be a rematch. You, but you already know it is going to be a rematch because I, I hate to say it, but who else is Alabama going to lose to? Maybe um, Ole Miss. Um, don't even. Um, don't even. Don't even. Um, I, I, I also have Tennessee winning this game. Look at us. We agreed on the last three. You, you know, we we started off a little rough, um, kind of at our at our throats. But I mean, um, no. And, and and we'll get to why LSU is going to beat the brakes off Alabama here in a little bit. Um, but Owen. Week 10 also starts the now annual tradition of the breakup between AP Top 25 and the Panther Pod. You know why? Because the CFP poll came out this week. Even though we were proprietors of the AP poll last year. Yeah. CFP, I think, made a little bit more sense to us this year than the AP did. It's um, nothing personal. It's nothing personal. It it's really us. Isn't. It's it, not you. Yeah, exactly. Uh, however, I, I do wish that we would just go ahead with the CFP poll at the beginning of the year versus the AP. Yeah. Because it's it's senseless. The The AP at this point should just be another coach's poll, something that doesn't matter. The, you know? a, the AP is nice, and I, understand, I like what CFP is doing, waiting until week 10 or later on in the season to release mm-hmm. their rankings because they're taking into consideration record. However... <laughs> So much of their rankings have to do with brand image and ratings. For sure. But yeah. that's college football in general. And college yeah. football is one of the most corrupt governing bodies there ever was. Um, <sighs> yeah. However. Does it benefit me this week? Absolutely. Absolutely. Do I love it? Yes. Yes. Uh, starting off, number one, Tennessee. Go Vols. Go Vols. <sighs> Number two, Ohio State. No shockers there. Number three, Georgia. Okay. Number four, Clemson. And number five, Michigan. Oh, and what do all those teams have in common? They're all undefeated. Mm-hmm. Uh, As they should be. And uh, out of those five teams, what are four of them? What conference do they reside in? What are the two conferences they reside in? Um, Big Ten. Mm-hmm. And SEC. Yep. Clemson's just uh, sneaking on in there. And um, personally, I think Clemson got in there because they are brand name. Yeah. They are ain't no. They, they are ain't no, but they really. However. Yeah, it's it's Clemson. They really haven't had that many tests this year. However, and also Ohio State had a closer win, had a closer win against Penn State versus uh, Michigan. Michigan blew, blew, the, blew Penn State out of the water there, so. Mm. Just saying, mm. uh, Cole. Can you? What is that at number six? Is am I reading this correctly? Is that a seven and one Alabama team ranked over an undefeated TCU? I'm sorry. What? Oh my goodness! TCU, which is in the deepest league that there is this year, oh is ranked number six. Tell me, Cole. Tell me how how is the SEC deeper than uh, than the Big Twelve? It's not that the SEC is deeper. It's the fact that we have three teams um, in the top six and four in the top ten. 
How many of those should legitimately? I mean, okay, Tennessee should obviously be number yeah. one. Georgia should obviously. Be, Alabama should be b- behind TCU. I agree. Alabama should for sure be behind TCU because they have a loss. Yes, because they have a loss. I agree. Um, so six Alabama seven and one seven TCU eight and zero eight Oregon seven and one nine USC mm-hmm, mm-hmm. seven and one. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. At number ten, <laughs> great. The LSU Tigers. The six and two. Ah, the six ah, and two LSU Tigers. You're just jealous. Which is fine. Which is fine. I understand. I get it. I understand why you're jealous. You wish you were six and two. Brother, don't I? <laughs> Brother, don't I? Are you okay? No. This season has been absolutely pain. I understand why LSU, like you said, I do think a lot of it has to do with the fact that Alabama and LSU play this week. But I also understand that LSU just beat Ole Miss, giving them a previously undefeated Ole Miss their first loss of the season. Mm -hmm. Hence why we're ranked one spot ahead Ole Miss in the CFP poll. Um, 11, Ole Miss, 8-1. Number twelve, UCLA, seven and one, still hanging on. Thirteen, K State, six and two. There you go. Uh, Fourteen, Utah, six and two. And number fifteen is Penn State, six and two. Here's an issue I have: is you're still ranking two lost teams above teams with one loss or maybe undefeated. Because Illinois, right there at sixteen, who also resides in the Big Ten, is seven and one. UNC, their only losses to Notre Dame. They're at seventeen. Uh, they're they are seven. They are seven and one. And we we touched on UNC a little bit last week. Mm-hmm. UNC's good. This if year. they win the ACC, I see no reason not to put them in. Yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, mean uh, granted, they're one loss. Unless you have a two, unless you've got to have, a, unless you have a two loss champion somewhere, either in the Big Ten or the Pac twelve or even the Big Twelve, I would well, say better not be in the SEC. Uh, yeah. I mean, it could be. It, could, it very well could be. If, if Alabama, I, I don't know. I mean, well, it could be LSU. Think about it. If LSU beats Ole Miss and yeah, – but here's the thing. And Alabama, they would go to the championship. I don't see why they wouldn't. They would, but at the same time – And if they, if they LSU, beat Tennessee, yeah. it's, it's hard to beat a team twice. I get it, and I do. But I am rooting for Tennessee – in the playoffs this oh, year. Oh, I, I for 100%. sure. One hundred percent. I for sure am rooting for Tennessee in the playoffs. Um, number eighteen, Oklahoma State, who is six and two. Number nineteen, look at there, little brother, two lanes, seven and one. Not bad, baby boy. Yeah, look at there. Possible bowl game this year. Wouldn't that be wild? If LSU and Tulane play in a bowl, I would love it. That'd be great. I would love it. The battle for Louisiana, man. Uh, it's the biggest stage it's been on in years. Yep, yep, yep. And yep, LSU yep. is going to smoke them. <laughs> uh, number twenty, Syracuse, who is also six and two. Uh, and then right here at the end, twenty-one, Wake Forest, who's six and two. NC State, six and two, who's at number twenty-two. Number twenty-three, Oregon State, six and two. Number twenty-five. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. 
number Y. <laughs> number 24. Give me a big fat horns down. Texas, five and three. The only I, the only three lost team. I wish the committee would hand out votes like the AP poll does, is saying how many other teams got in where they voted on within the CFP. I hate the last two so much. And then number twenty five, UCF six and two. You know the exact reason why Texas and UCF were voted in on top of so many other great UCF, six and I'm two glad teams. to see USC, uh, UCF. Oh, hush. They're not that annoying, okay? They're, they are. But they're a group of five team. What do you expect? I get it. I understand. But they're, tell me that you would not rather see another six and two team in there besides Texas and UCF. What other use? I would love, because this is what I like to see is in a dream world, Tulane and Alabama are on the same playing field meaning there's no group of five and there's no power five conference. I would love to see that. I know it will never happen because ESPN, Fox, CBS, ABC, all about the money. They put the power five and the G5 labels on them because they say Alabama and Mississippi State is much more must-watch TV versus Tulane and Houston. That's fair. And that's the only reason we have a power five and group of five. I uh, just don't like Texas and UCF. I don't like Texas, but I'm fine with UCF. Texas should not be number. First of all, first of all, why are they above a six and two UCF? They are five and three. So if you're going to rank them twenty five, yeah, I'd be like, huh? I don't get it. But also, if they're twenty five, five and three, they're not above a a two loss team. Same same, in in, like I I will say this: Texas's defense, they. Almost beat Alabama. They did almost beat Alabama. But guess what? They didn't. Yeah. They didn't. So, therefore, it goes down as a loss. Yep. And that should – a loss is a loss. Yep. Close only counts in horseshoes and hand grenades. Exactly. And missed field goals. Uh, uh, dude! <laughs> or, 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 I'm sorry, should I say mixed PATs? Do we want to talk about overtime I, or, you know, Kansas – I can I can keep okay, going okay, about okay, close I, games. I, I get it. I get it. I get I, it. I would actually keep going about close games, but honestly, any game that you've lost really hasn't been that close. Now has it, bud? I lost a blowout game to Texas and Texas Tech. Okay, easy. Yeah. Yeah, you did. Everything else was rather close. <laughs> really? Pitt was a one-score game. Kansas was also a one-score game until they had that pick six late in overtime. Mm. Uh, TCU was also had a late touchdown there. Yeah. That was a one-score game until like the final few seconds of that game. Mm. And you lost Texas Tech forty-eight to ten. Please, Hugh Freeze, please come to West Virginia. <laughs> anyway, Randy McIntharam, let's get into it. Brother, speaking of not close games, <laughs> dude. <laughs> Be honest with me, Cole. Be honest with me. We pull for Farum regardless. Yes. But I want you to be 100% real on this podcast. Randy McIntyre, do you believe that this is going to be a close game? We have friends on that team. And I would gladly tell them to their face, I'm sorry. This is not going to be a close game. No, It was not even a close game last year when we were good. No, Randy Mack is oof. <laughs> yeah, they're rough. Randy Mack is good. 
spare them if they could get their if they could show just a hair more offensive consistency, Farum would be good this year. Exactly. Like we talked about last week, if they could score 28 points, they would turn about half of their games into wins. Last year, with Titus Jones, Timothy Penn, Nick Cook, Zach Smiley, all these guys on that team, Farum only managed to put up three touchdowns, 21 points in this game. Randy Mack, 44. Farron is currently on a two uh, on a on a two loss win streak. Two against, loss win streak. A two, I'm so sorry. A two loss streak. A two loss streak. A two game losing streak. There That's what I'm looking for. A two game losing streak. We're very tired. Yes, it is currently ten past ten thirty at the point where we are recording this. <laughs> two loss win streak or two, oh my gosh, there I go. Two again. game losing streak. Two game losing streak against Randy Mack. However, the Largest margin of victory, which is also the smallest margin of victory for Farum, was 28-23 in their very first matchup against Randy Mack, which was back in 2018, which was Farum's first year in the ODAC. Um, Farum, oddly enough, does better on the road against Randy Mack than at home. Farum is 0-2 at home against Randy Mack. They are 1-0 on the road to Randy Mack. Shock the world. Please. Shock the world. Please. Look, playoffs, playoff implications are out the window at this point. Conference championship games. Yeah. Conference championship is out the window at this point. Play spoiler and be petty. Oh, that would be phenomenal. Absolutely great. Um, I am cheering for Farum. 100%. I will always cheer for Farum. But... 100%. Randy Mack is on a roll unlike any other team in the ODAC right now. Um, they're averaging 44 points a game, and honestly, their last – I can't even say their last blank games. Their entire schedule has been a cakewalk for them. Like, the only times it's been close was Shenandoah and Bridgewater. And even then, they won by two touchdowns. Yeah, they beat Bridgewater pretty good. <laughs> they blew out Bridgewater. Yeah, 35-21. Mm-hmm. Or no, not, excuse me, Shenandoah and Washington Lee. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah. Yeah, Bridgewater 35-21, 35-21, and Bridgewater 44-7. Yeah. Yep. So, um, no, I mean, I'm cheering for Farum. Shock the world. Please. Be Buster Douglas. Farum, Farum right now is only putting up on average 16.5 points per game. They're giving up 32 points per game. On average, they're also uh, av- they're averaging per game 137 yards on the ground. They're giving up 197 yards on the ground. Uh, they're putting 159 of their offense through the air. They're giving up 255 of that through the air as well. But also, on average, they're putting up almost 300 yards of offense. However, they're giving up over 450 yards. Of off uh, their other uh, defense has given up over 100, 450 yards. Shock the world. Yeah, I mean this is this is something that like you, come on. Yeah, you you hate to say it. Um, in, in at any level, you hate to say. Look, no one expects you to win this game. Um, so shock the world. Braden Hawkins right now, he's. Touchdown to interception ratio, he's four for six. 
he had a good game last he week. He had a great game last week. Do they put in Josh Luckett, who is uh, 0-2 in touchdown, uh, touchdown interception ratio? Uh, or do they got uh, Corkalin, or Jesper Corkalin, Corkalinen, Corkalinen? I, I'm butchering that. I was, Jesper. Um, he, he's right now 35 for 57, uh, and he's one for one, touchdown interception ratio. So right now, I mean, 500 is, is looking pretty good. He also has the highest rating out of all the quarterbacks. Uh, he's 108 for 90. He's 108 uh, for his rating, and he's and he's played five games. I yeah. that that is the goal is if you can get your offense figured out quarterback wise, you you're putting yourself in a great shot per game. Zach 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 I mean, Smiley he's seventh in the ODAC right yeah. now. Yeah, he's got 109 rush attempts, 476 yards, yeah. four touchdowns. I mean, he's he's really putting the game on his back. And then Joshua Alurb has also got four touchdowns and 196 rushing yards. Yeah. Uh, Monzel Campbell also has 196 yards rushing. No touchdowns to show for it. Uh, like I said, Josh Josh Luckett has got four touchdowns for uh, 30 for 35 attempts and 100, 108 yards, 188 yards or 157. I'm sorry, 157 yards, and he's got four touchdowns as well. I mean, so running really is the is the strength of this is the strength of this team. But you, I mean, once the opposing defense takes away that, they're one dimensional in a yep. not so great passing game. Yep. You hate to say it, you really do. And I, it. Mm. Monzo Campbell does have a touchdown uh, to show for that as well. That is my fault. I just now saw that. So I mean, your top three rushers, top top four rushers, all have touch at least a touchdown or more. Shock the world, Farum. Shock the world, Farum. Shock the world, and by the world we mean the Division Three world. Yes. <laughs> Owen, would you like to go first, or do you want me to go first? I mine is going to be short. I'm, I'm gonna be Why real is yours going you. to be short? That I don't understand. Because I have two words for you. Oh my gosh! Go, Tigers! <laughs> Look, are we favored? No. Is the spread fourteen? Basically, it's thirteen and a half. Yeah. Is Bryce Young maybe the most overrated quarterback in all of college football? Absolutely. Is our offense uh, also going back to? I'm 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 sorry. You're fine. Uh, Randolph Macon is also currently number 18 in the nation for Division Three. Showing that the world. out there. Um, is our offense finally clicking on all cylinders? Yes. Oh, and we just beat the number seven ranked team in the nation. Bama's number six. I do not see why we cannot win this game. We're putting up 35.1. We're allowing 21.1. 
our yardage is there. We're 30 yards away from being better than Bama yardage-wise, 450 to 485. Yards passing, neck and neck, 266 to 274. They do have a better rushing game than us, but a lot of that is because it's on the back of Jane Daniels. Like, <sighs> Jane Daniels is a one-man wrecking crew, and you can see that every single week. If Jane Daniels is not on his game, we're losing it. If he is on the game, we're winning. You've got to have your offensive line on the game, though. Yeah, we for sure do. Um, but at the same time, if we have our offensive line on the game, I think that, you know, it's going to be a good game. It's going to be a solid game. Um, I just, our defense has to slow down Bryce Young and honest with you, I think our defense is more than capable of that. I think Bryce Young is one of the more overrated quarterbacks, as I've said, in the nation. I don't think he's the, I don't think he's all that. Literally won the Heisman last year. I get it. I do. But you lost Tennessee. You squeaked out a win over Mississippi State. Now, granted, that's Bama's version of squeaking out a win over Mississippi State. But anyway, Texas A&M, close game, 24-20. to Texas, 21-20, to even closer. We've seen what Bama can do against good teams. LSU, you can't deny it now, is a good team this year. The only game that we have dropped by a considerable margin is against the number one team in the nation, and they're number one for a reason. That defense is no joke, and that offense is even better. I don't see why LSU cannot win this game. It's also nighttime. It's nighttime, and it's in Death Valley. Finally. It is a night game in Death Valley. Owen, I've I've been over my superstition about watching LSU games. That goes out the window when LSU and Alabama play, which might explain why LSU has a crappy record against Alabama in the recent years. Look, I can go on and on and on about why I think LSU is going to win this game, but we're coming off a bye Most of the reports say that our offensive line is looking healthy and it's looking solid against our ones in practice. If that is true, then I think we have as good a shot as anybody to beat Alabama in Death Valley at nighttime. Alabama has proven that they are not... Uh, as great of a road team as what as what they once have been. As crazy as Neyland is, Death Valley is going to be crazier. No way. Yes. No way. It's already sold out. Yeah, but so was so was the Neyland. So so was Neyland. There. No way. No way. Oh, and obviously, 
we agreed this year at the start of the season that we're not picking our own games, obviously because both of our teams would go undefeated. You both failed. You you have failed to do that, by the way. Oh, I have for sure (laughs) failed to do that because LSU's winning by 90 in every single game that we play. (laughs) Even the ones you lost? Yes, 100%. Florida State, gone. Memory of the past. LSU won that game by 90. Tennessee? Tennessee? Uh, <laughs> there's a reason why they're number one in the nation. Um, no, I I think that 13.5 is insulting on the spread. Because That's I don't... generous. No, it is not. It's going to be a close game either way. And I think... You know, I, I think we have as good a shot as anybody at winning this thing. So tell me why I'm wrong, and tell me why. I'll tell you why. Just you're break wrong. break my heart. Tell you why you're wrong. Jaden Dan, Daniels is your leading rusher. That's one reason. Your offensive line is also a reason why you could lose this game. Um, uh, Nick Saban is the coach on the other sideline. That's also a who reason. is literally the devil. But anyway, who who also is is the reason you have one of your three national championships in that trophy case. I'm I'm sorry, but that spread I would love to have against against this West Virginia team this year. I would love it if Alabama was only favored by 13 on us. I'm sorry, but it's going to get ugly in Death Valley and not in LSU's favor. You will not be singing neck. The tide is going to roll all over Baton Rouge. And I am sorry, and I hate it for you. I, I, I'm not cheering for Alabama. I am cheering for LSU. However, I will be here to console you after this game. You <laughs> you are going – I mean, there is going to be nothing left of LSU. And this is not a knock on I – mean, it is a knock on LSU because you're not as good as what you once – as Toby Keith once said, you ain't as good as, as what you once were. <laughs> um, I'm sorry. ESPN even has you – even has Alabama with a 74 76% chance of winning this game. Um, They're wrong. Brother – Stop, stop, stop pretending. Okay, okay. I mean, I understand. Death Valley is going to be a sold out place. It's going to Death be Valley's loud. already sold out. It was sold out last. That's week. what I'm saying. I know it's going to be sold out. I know it's going to be loud. It's going to be raucous. It, it's not going to be celebratory. It's not going to be raucous by the end of this game. That's not to say Brian Kelly won't ever beat Nick Saban. I for sure believe, even if he goes nine and three this year. There's no reason for him. Like, like he he he's on the upward track. Uh, LSU, excuse me, is in the is like ahead of schedule. At this We're point. right there. Yeah, you're right there. Uh, We're an offensive line away. It, but if you beat Alabama, great, wonderful. Nobody has to see them in the SEC championship game. Wonderful. Honestly, I'm insulted. The tickets are as low as 147. dollars oh, You're ridiculous. You're genuinely ridiculous. <laughs> You are genuinely ridiculous. Those are rookie numbers. You got to go. go yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If I'm not paying at least four figures for my ticket, I don't want it, I, brother. <laughs> Dude. No. Um. Being being serious for a second, I know I'm a diehard LSU fan. Um, and I, I get a lot of 
I hear what you're saying, and I understand what you're saying. And realistically, Alabama is probably going to win this game. Let me be real. You just died a little bit inside. I died you? very much so inside <laughs> because I hate Nick Saban with all of my heart. Um, but I do think our defense is markedly improved over last year, for sure. And last year, it was close. It was close. It's a rivalry game. Yeah. It is a rivalry game for a we- uh, reason because LSU always plays their best football against Alabama. And I think Brian Kelly, and I, as much as I love Ed Orgeron, I don't think Ed Orgeron, without that ungodly talent that he had in 2019, I don't think Ed Orgeron was the coach to lead us to multiple victories over Alabama. I do think Brian Kelly is that guy, but I don't think it's yet, um, unfortunately. And, you know, I, I can say LSU by 90. I can say you know, we're going to win because in my heart, I believe we're going to win this game. But being logical, we're not there yet. We're close to it. We're not. However, LSU by 90. I'm picking Alabama. I'm sorry. Fair. I am cheering. No, I completely and totally understand. I don't want to be on the wrong side of history. I'm not going to pick LSU. Sorry, Cole just mouthed mouth something to me. Okay. Uh, <laughs> wow. Uh, <laughs> he he mouthed something to me, and that was that was utterly hilarious. Wow. Um, but no, I mean, I I wish I could pick LSU and be on the right side of history, like like I did against uh, Ole Miss. However, Alabama is winning this game, and it's not going to be pretty. And I'm so sorry, but it's not going to be pretty. Okay. All right. All right. I... Is there a way just to mute your mic so you could actually say this? Stuff? I wish there was. This is hilarious. He will not go on record for saying what he is saying. No. However, I absolutely will not. Oh, my. Because we are definitely SFW. Oh. Um, As always. I can't believe you mouthed that. That's okay. That. Oh, don't get me wrong. I'm terrified heading into this game, but LSU by 90. This is one of those games that, like, churns your stomach during the week, isn't it? Yeah. Like, you're so anxious to watch it. You're like, oh, no. Like, don't get me wrong. Fleetwood has inventory this week, and I'm already working long hours, but I'm not sleeping, not because I'm stressed at work, but because I'm stressed about this game. (laughs) Speaking of games to be stressed on, Owen David Spelnick, take it away. West Virginia plays uh, the 0-5 in conference uh, Iowa State Cyclones at Jack Trice Stadium in Iowa State. Name's Iowa. Um, ESPN right now has Iowa State uh, – is giving Iowa State a 71.1% chance of winning this game. Dude, that's almost as bad as ESPN picking Alabama over LSU. Um. Yeah, but both at teams, least the spread seven. At least, at least you're six and two. Both teams here are three and five. Ball eligibility still in still in question. Is for it West Virginia? Is it? I mean, if you drop this one, probably not. Probably not. No. Uh, the line or the spread is seven and a half in favor of Iowa State. West Virginia has uh, 
put up 34 points on average, 33 points a game, which is great. Right, Cole? Yeah. They've also given up 34 points a game. Um, 34.4 points per game and then 34.6 points allowed per, per game. Shut you're, up. You're, you're negative. Uh, Iowa State has only put up 20 – on average putting up 21 points a game. They've allowed 16 per game. Uh, West Virginia's putting up 435 yards of offense on average. Iowa State's only putting up three, three, 370. West Virginia's allowing – 417 yards on defense, and Iowa State is allowing 295. Uh, 283 of those yards that West Virginia has given up is through the air, and 133 are on the ground. Uh, West Virginia, however, is putting up 263 yards through the air. They're passing for 263 and rushing for 172 on average. Iowa State is um, they're throwing the ball for, on average, 272 yards. They're rushing the ball for 97 yards. Oof. Iowa State has lost all five of its last games. They lost to Baylor. They lost to Kansas. They lost to Kansas State. They lost to Texas, and they lost to Oklahoma. West Virginia has lost three out of their last five. They beat Virginia Tech. Woohoo! Uh, they <laughs> lost to Texas, 38 to 20. They beat Baylor in a stunner, 43 to 40. Got crushed by. Texas Tech, 48-10, to and then uh, played a close game at homecoming, a very competitive game, 41-31 against TCU, against number seven TCU. Um, JT Daniels, I mean, 12 touchdowns, seven interceptions. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. How much can you blame on JT, though? How much can you? Yeah, I know. I know. And how much can you blame on those freaking bubble screens? How many more bubble screens will I see? Oh my gosh! Uh, yeah. As long as Neil Brown is coach, then please stop. Please stop. I, I'll few, tell you this: if he loses this game, why is he still in Morgantown? If he loses this game, there is no reason for him to still be head coach at West Virginia. Hugh no. Freeze, please come to West Virginia. Um, <laughs> Hunter Deckers for Iowa State. What a jawline! I know. Like if I, wow. I'm, I know. That that is very off topic, but like that that thing is square. Yep. Uh, he's also 114. He's uh, 114. He's 14 touchdowns for 10 interceptions. Ooh. Uh, Ooh. 2,151 yards through the air. 215 for 320. Um, Cole, C.J. Donaldson's out for the year. Ouch. Ouch. We are so we we thought we would have a monster at running backs this year. We had a three-headed monster apparently. See, John Donaldson and Tony Mathis, I believe, are out. So right now it's down to uh, Justin Johnson Jr. Triple J, man. Triple J, Gray, and uh, our backup quarterback Garrett Green for running back. At least we saw that Garrett Green was fairly athletic last year. No, he is. It's just that, yeah. Hey, Taysom Hill, two point yeah, well, that's what a lot of people have been saying is that like if they can use him as Taysom Hill, it it would probably it would maybe be beneficial. Um, I'm just I'm so sad that C.J. Donaldson is out for the year. I'm yeah, uh, Bryce Ford Wheaton, 48, uh, 48 receptions for five hundred and sixty seven yards, five touchdowns. Offensive line has looked much improved this year. I'm impressed with that. Defense is still atrocious, absolutely atrocious. Uh, 
I I don't know. Is there a change to be made at defensive coordinator? Maybe. Um, I think there's just a change to be made all around, to be honest with you. Um, I, I, I don't know. It's This is a rough year. And this, this is the worst four-year stretch since the 70s for West Virginia. I've said that time and time again. Also, fun fact, West Virginia has also not fired a head coach since the 70s, since Frank Signetti, since that worst year in Mountaineer history, worst four-year uh, run in Mountaineer history. Uh, Don Nealon retired in 2000. Rich Rod left on his, Rich Rod left on his own accord uh, for Michigan in 2007. Did I say 2000? For yeah. Nealon retired in 2000. Yeah. Rich Rod uh, retired. Left on his own accord for Michigan in 2007. Bill Stewart was kind of forced out, wasn't really fired, but was forced out and replaced by Holgerson. Holgerson got out before he was fired, and here we are. Could Neil Brown be the second coach in a 40-year span, 40- to 50-year span that – he should have been two weeks ago, but you maybe know, we'll see. Not not to beat a dead horse. Not to beat it. I mean, I, honestly, I would love to like please succeed, please, because that would be great for my mental health at this point. Like, I would love it for Saturdays to be enjoyable again. Okay, um, just I, flip it over to ESPN and watch LSU beat Alabama again. Something better for my mental health. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I don't know, Cole. I don't know. Uh, West Virginia is not particularly great at Iowa State. Iowa State, for some reason, it's just like Morgantown. Just a weird place, tough place to play. In the year that West Virginia was ranked number six in the nation and was going to make a playoff run, which was 2018, they were 6-0. and They got obliterated by a three and five, four and five, maybe, uh, Iowa State team, which had no business doing that to West Virginia. But they did. Um, Iowa State is 0 and 5 in conference. They're the only reason West Virginia is not um, last in the Big 12. West Virginia's 1 and 4 in conference. I don't know what to expect from this game. I'm nervous. This is a game we should absolutely win. Absolutely. Will we? Who knows? You play the games. Excuse me. You play the games for a reason. It's truly nothing personal. I know it. <laughs> I know it. It it truly like it's not me politicking or it's not me anything. I think Iowa State's the better team. I knew it. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. And honestly, the nail in the coffin was C.J. Donaldson being out for the rest of the season. Fair. No, that's fair. And also Tony Mathis being out because that was a lot of what West Virginia had going for them was that running back committee. And if two of the three members of that running back committee are out, that's that's not good. Yeah. Tony Mathis is not out for the season, but he is out. He's out for this game. Yes. Yeah. I think he is um, anyways. I hope I'm wrong. You're coming off of two straight – Fairly rough losses. Yep. Iowa State's coming off of five losses. They are hungry. They also just came off of by no. No, they didn't. They lost to Oklahoma last week. Ten twenty nine. Ah, yes. Okay. Yep. Thank you. Thank you. 
they uh, they had a bye week going into the Oklahoma game. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. Um, no, I I think Iowa State's going to win this game. How sad. I'm sorry. This is the life I live. Apparently, there was also – I'm going to credit Coos out at Coos's Corner who shared this. Um, apparently, there is a West Virginia donor who has said he will cover Neil Brown's buyout if Neil Brown brings – if uh, West Virginia brings back Rich Rod. Brother. Brother. Also, just saw this. Hugh Freeze's buyout for that massive contract he just signed, $2.5 million. That's nothing. Hugh Freeze come to West Virginia. Um, please. I want wins. Please. Is that too much to ask? Like, is 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 winning a conference every – like, it, being in the conference running every year, is that too much to ask? Apparently. Apparently. You know, like pe- people have said, like the Pat White days were like unicorn were unicorn teams. They, that should have, you know, that's not the standard that West Virginia fans should ever expect. Absolutely, that is exactly the standard I should expect. If you we should got, expect an exciting football team year after year. Yes, that is contending for conference championships and possibly winning them as well, and making it a national a national story as well. That is absolutely the standard at West Virginia. We saw it with Major Harris. We saw it through the '90s with Neyland, that '92, '93, and '94 teams specifically the 93 teams, and then we saw it in the latter of the 2000s in 2005, 6, 7, and 8. And then you see it also to, in 09, 10, 11, and 12 uh, with Geno and Tavon and all those guys. And you can even go back to Will Greer. Exactly. 2018, who yeah. was going to make Very a recent. Very recent. Um, I mean, Mountaineer football has a great history. West Virginia football has a great history. And, a, and like the 88 season, we went and played – for a national championship, had Major Harris not gotten hurt in that game, we would have beat Notre Dame to win a national championship. Nat, I, I do expect national championships out of West Virginia, and I know some people may roll their eyes, but it's the tell, tell me why I shouldn't. Tell me why yeah. I shouldn't have such a high standard for my program. Yep. At the very least, at least contend for a conference championship, be in the running by the end of the year, at least be one, two, or three. Or for that instance, be, be, just be at least in the top five. You know, yep. make it a conversation. Especially as competitive as the Big Twelve is year after year. Exactly how deep it is. Yeah, um, there's no reason for West Virginia not to be in that conversation. Exactly, exactly. So, but. <sighs> it's okay. I should have went on last. It is what it is. It's fine. Yeah. It's just so depressing talking about West Virginia football. Thank you. Thank you. Well, Thank I, you for it, rubbing it in. It, Thank you for putting the salt in the wound. Alabama by a million, okay? Good night. That is me politicking, and I will call it out. <laughs> Congrats. You did it. Thanks. Thanks. Um, for that, I am a very salty Owen Zapelnik. I'm a kind of regular, normal Cole Connor. <laughs> what were you going to say? I cut you off there. I'm sorry. You were going to say something. Um, no, I mean, I- I'm not saying that West Virginia football is, like, depressing or – I feel like we go over this every, every I know. episode. I know. We're already an hour and a half into this thing. 
Western Union football is not depressing, but there needs to be some personal changes. I apologize to our listeners if you're like, great, here he goes again. Yeah. That's my fault. But anyway, I'm Cole Connor. I'm Owen Spelling. Thank you for listening to the Panther Pod.